Hey everybody, this is Lauren Alexander and I'm trying out a new adventure. I want to give you guys a chance to uh, meet some of my friends that are doing um, really cool and interesting things that lead really uh, beautiful lives uh, that are special and have a lot to offer to the world. Um, I want you to meet my friends and so um, I'm hoping to uh, get a little bit of traction and uh, maybe start a podcast. So this is sort of my first venture out into the water. Um, it just so happens that my friend Megan is here with me. Megan, say hey to everybody. Hey. And uh, Megan Williams and I are traveling to South Carolina together today um, and Megan will tell you more about that you'll talk about that here in a minute won't you um, and uh, I just asked her hey uh, will you be my first guest on this little um, show that I want to start doing um, online and uh, she is so brave to say yes because we both have no clue what we're doing but um, I just want the world to meet my people because they're so outstanding and so um, Megan, can you just, uh, like introduce yourself? It, I mean, just talk about what's, uh, what we're doing in South Carolina, first of all, and where you're from and that sort of thing. Um, yeah. So I'm from Southern Indiana, you know, live about 15 minutes from you. <laughs> yes. And, I'm uh, so glad. Yes. And so, yeah, really excited to be on this road trip with you today. Me um, too. It's Snacks. Yes. It's a lot better than the last road trip I was on, like I told you earlier. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay, family vacation. We need to talk about oh, that here in a minute. Oh, my gosh, yeah. <laughs> so, like, last week, my family went to Florida, and, I mean, you know my brother. I can't. <laughs> He's the can't. cutest. Oh, you don't live with him. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I love him, but, oh, my goodness, I swear. Toxic farts times 20. Oh, my. Ugh, every five minutes, it's like, roll down the windows, here it comes again. And then it's foot's <laughs> in my face, and I don't know what smells worse, um, the foot or the fart. So. That's the, that's the, that's the method of junior high boy, isn't it? So bad. Okay. So Fair enough. Bad. Fair enough. Well, but the vacation itself was really good. Tell, yeah. tell everybody where you went. Oh, we went to Destin, Florida. Oh, okay. And then you made a stop in seaside correct yeah my okay. parents had just celebrated their 22nd anniversary on friday and then we were driving home on saturday and we were about a half an hour from where they went on their honeymoon mm -hmm. and so they were all oh we need to go be nostalgic and go check this place out and for some reason my mom has this weird like thing where she likes to take pictures of us where they honeymooned i'm like Aww. maybe it's like oh look this is what happened after this <laughs> Oh my, your I, mom is going to be so red when she hears this. Well, she deserves it. Oh but, um, my. Oh anyways, goodness. She's so, going to be so mad that I did this. Yeah. Um, okay, so your parents um, live on a farm and uh, your dad's a farmer and your mom is an accountant and uh, they play a huge role in our lives, in my family's life, uh, especially with our four kids. They spend a lot of time with our kids just pouring into them and... Um, being gracious to them and giving them opportunities to see what life on a farm is like and ministering to them. Um, they're just the best. Their names are Craig and Kim, and we are just so grateful for how our families have connected uh, over the years. One of the coolest uh, ways that our families have connected is that um, uh, you're getting ready to go to a really fun place. Tell everybody where you're, where you're going. Yeah, I'm going to be a camp counselor at Crossroads uh, Church Camp this summer in Anderson. It's part of uh, Clayton King Ministries, which you worked for when you were my age. Yeah? I did. So imagine my heart swelling with pride when I found out that... Um, uh, well, when I first mentioned it to you and then you were actually interested and I was so excited because someone was interested and then, um, well, not just anyone, not just someone, but someone that I love particularly, um, was interested in working there. And then when you were hired, it was like, I cannot tell you how proud of you I was because they do, um, really pick great student leaders in, 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 uh, for their ministry uh, to lead their to lead the campers and to help the youth uh, youth workers that come, um, they really do pick the cream of the crop. And you, my friend, are the cream of the crop. So I'm really proud of you for going, and I'm proud of you for taking a risk because you don't know anybody. And there's 
I don't think there's probably anybody else from Indiana coming. There's nobody else from the Midwest. Okay, well, I was the only Midwestern girl as well. A lot of them are Southern, and it's really fun because sometimes I come back with an accent. Yeah, my family is already preparing them. <laughs> it's a charming one, though. It's like, um, and uh, so we are making the trip down there, and then I'm going to drive your car back. In 10 miles, keep right on I-75 south toward Richmond. Um, I told you guys, this is legit. This is a real thing that's <laughs> happening right now. Um, you will hear this periodically, and this probably won't be on any other podcast that I do. Um, if I ever do another one, if this one even gets any less. <laughs> We're just trying an experiment because I've always wanted to do this. Um, but uh, so tell me um, a little bit about um, your uh, your college you're, uh, you're about to enter your second year of college. Tell me about your college experience for your first year. And then tell me a little bit, um, about ministry. Uh, you were recently called, um, into vocational ministry. And so tell me about that journey a little bit and just let, let everybody know who's listening, what happened, um, where you're at and, uh, what you're excited about and what you're learning in ministry. Not gonna lie, this is not where I ever pictured my life going, like, ever. <laughs> I was, for one, completely convinced almost all the way through high school that I was never leaving Knox County. I was gonna go to VU, and that was gonna be that. And then my junior year, I convinced myself that I was gonna go to Evansville and go to the University of Evansville and be an English teacher. Mm-hmm. Well, some circumstances kind of changed, and I got, I got a, I got recommended to, well, someone recommended the school to me, Indiana Wesleyan University, and I was a little leery of it at first because it was four hours away from my home, and I never thought I'd move far away because I'm really close to my family and all my friends back here, and so I just, and, but the more I went and visited, the more I fell in love with it, and I knew that was where God wanted me to be, and again, you know, God just seems to have this lovely little game, I don't know what you want to call it, not a game, but like, he likes to send me places where I don't know anyone, because he knows it (laughs) makes me uncomfortable. (laughs) Yes, he's good at that. (laughs) So, you know, that's life, and so I moved up to college, and I was really kind of freaked out, and the thing that God has really shown me through college, and making all these new friends, and going places where I'm not necessarily comfortable, you know, trying to find a new church up there, and uh, even doing this this summer is, he's really taught me that I have to embrace change, and I really don't like doing that, like, at all. I don't like change, so I was, you know, very resistant, but God was persistent, and um, taught me that embracing change is the best thing I can do for my life, because then he can work in it because when I'm uncomfortable is the very minute he can show who he is. So true, you know, in our weaknesses of um, walking into new situations even, he is strong to give us new bonds and um, even teach us really interesting new things. I know you mentioned a couple of classes that you loved um, this semester and a book that you read um, that you actually recommended for my husband, Seth, because you guys have uh, very similar um, ideas about ministry and you just felt like, oh my gosh, Seth will love this. Can you tell um, me what the name of that book was again? I forget what the name is. Yeah, the book was called True Story. True Story. Um, It was a book about basically um, a revamped way to present the gospel to people. And And this was like in your missions class, is that right? Yeah, evangelism and global outreach class. Oh, what a cool class. It was pretty (laughs) awesome. It was a night class, but it was the best night class I could have taken because I was actually interested, so sitting there for three hours was actually not complete torture. (laughs) Otherwise, you would have been uh, falling asleep, probably. There's no probably about that one. (laughs) Um, So, anyways, this book was written, I forget who it was written by, but it was basically just a revamped version of the gospel. Um, not, Not really different than... I mean, definitely biblical. It was biblical to a T. It just, it was more all-encompassing about 
you know, it first it talked about like how God created the world perfect and humans were in perfect relationship with one another and with the world in creation and then how sin broke all of that and how Jesus came to redeem all of that and then how once we are redeemed within ourselves and you know our church we are sent out into the broken world to bring redemption to that and I really liked it because of that aspect of it because it kind of explained why the world is the way it is and our response to that brokenness as Christians mm -hmm. so that was um, something I really liked because I don't see sometimes it frustrates you know sometimes I don't see a lot of response in my own life and in the lives of other people so hearing that version of the gospel was very uh, very eye-opening and convicting for me mm -hmm. challenging and something that we talk about a lot is recognizing that the world is a broken place and we can't expect people who are not believers to act like believers and so we can't be surprised when the world is sinful because they do not know the God that we know and so I think it's so great how um, the whole image of this there's actually like a diagram that you showed me it's really interesting so true story you can um, I'll put it I'll put it in the comments section I'll put a link to it from Amazon so you guys can see it if you're interested but um, there's actually a a diagram where they have these people who've been redeemed and you can see the little stick figures and they're going out into the world um, to bring reconciliation uh, um, between God and, and, and a, a very damaged broken world and it's easy um, to remember that's good because we needed to know what needed to happen next I told you guys this is real life um, but uh, we send um, we're sent out to go minister to a broken world, not to expect a broken world to come to us, not to expect them to have it all together, not to expect them not to sin because they don't have the relationship with Jesus that we have. And so it's just a good reminder that um, we can't hold the world to the standard that we hold um, ourselves and hopefully other Christians to. Um, so that was really encouraging to hear about what God was teaching you. Um, in, in school and some of your classes that you get to take, I mean, evangelism and global outreach. I know that's a passion for you because you're learning about, um, doing, uh, doing work overseas. Can you talk a little bit about that part of your major? Yeah, I actually, I felt the call to ministry about halfway through my first semester of my freshman year. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Fought it for a while and then finally conceded and was like, okay, God, you know, you want what's best, I'll do what you ask. And so um, I switched my major from education to ministry. And then at the end of my second semester, I picked up a, another major in, um, it's called International Community Development, which is just basically going into um, third, like poverty-stricken areas and building up Hello. you heard that yep and uh, <laughs> going into going into poverty stricken centuries we are owning this That's right a lot now. of miles that is um, speaking of a lot of miles talk to us about uh, talk, well so your mom's passion for Africa kind of sparked this in you a little bit yeah uh, my mom's okay. part of a mission organization called Micah 6-8 that goes over into Ghana, Africa to break the cycle of slavery um, over there. And part of that is that community development part where mm -hmm. you have to break that cycle of ex extreme poverty mm -hmm. so that they don't have to sell their kids because there's such desperation that we in America just can't understand. There's such a desperation over there because there's just no way for them. They just don't have a way to make money. And so they're so desperate that they sell their kids. And it's such a different, um, a different thing for us to even get our minds around really, yeah. because that is just not something that you would ever hear of in, in the United States, uh, because of the privilege that we have to live in, um, in abundance here, but this happens overseas and, um, a lot of times the, the parents have even had experiences where they, it's like a, it's like a systemic issue, correct? Yes. And a lot of times the parents are tricked as well. Mm -hmm. 
the slave oh, the slave owners will come into their towns and will tell them that if you give us your kid, we'll give you so much money and then we'll take your kid and we'll put them in school and we'll feed them and all this other stuff when in actuality they're getting put into slavery and uh, it's very it's a very sad thing but we're working to end it it's one small step at a time and um, they're working on a vocational center right now yes um, so anyway, I hope to have Christy, uh, on soon. We've talked about doing it this summer. Um, just me interviewing her and, and everybody who may not be familiar with the Micah 6, 8 project. I'll put that in the comments as well. Um, to, to know a little bit more about it and, um, to hear her story. Uh, Christy is the, uh, the founder of the Micah 6, 8 project and a really passionate woman and, we're just so proud of all God is doing through her. And so the vocational center is going to have uh, three different trades that they're going to be teaching um, young adults. Uh, so what are the ages for the school? It's anywhere from, basically we went out, they went out into the town uh -huh. and they found basically young mothers. Okay. The biggest demographic and some of these mothers are most of them are teenagers. Mm -hmm. There was this one um, mother who was my age and was pregnant when they when they met her and took her picture. Mm -hmm. And I just can't imagine um, being my age and not having any prospects, not having any way to make a living and being pregnant. It's just... It... it baffles my mind because I, I think about all the opportunities I have for an education here in the United States. I mean, I'm going to school with a double major and then I think about them over there who don't even have an elementary education, who can't make a living and they're having kids. It's just baffling to me. And so being able to be a part of helping their, helping them and empowering them, not that's a great word. You for know, not not um, not doing it for them, but empowering them to lead lives of um, success and self confidence. You know that they can do this; that they don't have to sell their kids. You know, they can be parents. They can make money. They can do this. And you know? a living wage is so key to um, fighting poverty, and and so is uh, you know fighting violence and injustice that's happening. Not on, not just on the lake, but but in the in the communities as well. And so uh, they're building this amazing facility in Senya, Africa, um, or Senya, Ghana. Sorry, um, and uh, they're going to be um, teaching some really cool stuff. They're going to be teaching hair braiding, which I am just in awe about. Okay, just with the hair thing. I have a daughter um, who's ethnic and. Um, hair is a challenge, and so it's going to be so cool to see those young women um, learn such a marketable skill um, in their community. Um, and then catering, which is, like, totally different, Christy says, from the kind of catering uh, that we're familiar with here in the States. But nonetheless, they refer to it as catering. And then is there a third one? I'm Sewing. not remembering. Sewing. Okay, so um, that that's right because I just saw on their Facebook page uh, all the machines, the sewing machines that they had just purchased. Um, so to see these uh, young women be empowered to be able to provide for their families is a really um, – it's a beautiful thing and seeing uh the work that your mom and christy and nikki and kim and uh hack uh who's the only man on the only so man on the board of directors yeah the funny story is when they went to africa when he went to africa for the first time they couldn't figure out if like all the kids were just like mesmerized by his beard, <laughs> it or, is kind of a work of art. Or if they thought he was Jesus, I really don't know. Um, <laughs> for those of you who may not know our friend Hack, his name is actually Matt. His last name is Hackler, and he um, is a really great guy. Uh, I worship with him at FBC, and my hus uh, my husband's uh, we're my husband's pastor, and his wife Janae is one of my dearest and closest friends, and she would be uh, probably. Uh, 
alarmed to learn that we were like celebrating his beard on here. Um, but I tell him all the time, there's this show on, uh, I, well, it's on Netflix. I think it originated like on FX or something like that, but we only have, we don't have cables. So, um, I only know it from Netflix, but it's called, uh, Whisker Wars. And, um, the whole thing is like, I don't know how we got here, but the whole thing, <laughs> the whole thing is like, um, uh, they have beard team USA and they're trying to, uh, build their, their beards, uh, so that they can go compete at an international level with like the Germans that do like the curly cute beards and, and you learn all the names and, and Seth was like, why are you watching? I was like, it's actually extremely fascinating, but I told hack, I said, you could be on whisker wars and you could probably win if you like really worked at it. But I just don't know that that's his thing. Um, he travels for a living, so I don't know that he wants to like go to Germany and compete. Um, but I told him that like he, he could like, he's up there. I mean, they are, they are fearsome competitors. So, um, there you go. Don't be mad today. We love you. <laughs> Um, okay, um, let's talk about some other stuff because I have a lot that I want to talk to you about. And seriously, we have not stopped talking since we got in this car. This has been so great for us to just have uninterrupted time where I don't have my four kids running around where we can actually um, talk about things that are really important to us. So this is so fun for me. Um, okay, let's, um, speaking of TV, let's, uh, let's talk about some TV that you're loving since you're home this summer. Have you been able to watch much? Um, and if so, what are you watching? Uh, you know, just give me the lowdown on your favorite things to keep yourself occupied. Uh, favorite books. Have you read anything besides true story lately that you love? I'm actually trying to read 30 books before I turn 30 in August. So I have a few to recommend here in a minute. Um, it's not going that well. P.S. Uh, look at me. I don't have, who was I kidding? Um, but I, I, yeah. Okay, so I want to hear all about it. Go ahead. Um, well, I guess I just recently got Netflix. So oh. Lovely. Lovely Christmas What present. a treat. <laughs> Zach the whole. This makes me so excited because you know that we love Netflix at Casa Alexander. Oh, yes. And so Netflix I... Netflix is beloved to me. Yes. Like, you know how Pee Wee used to be like, I, you should, uh, what did he used to say, like, um, are you going to marry it? Yes, I am going to marry <laughs> Netflix. So true. Yes. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. Pee Wee Herman. There yes. you go. Um, so I had never watched Friends before in my life before I got Netflix. And <laughs> I made it all the way through all, like, what, nine seasons of it. Are you done? Oh, I've made it through once. I'm going through again. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, because we're still... Um, we decided to... That was going to be our show. Um, Seth and I have, like, a thing where um, we have shows that we watch on our own independently. So, like, I watched, um, I'm, like, almost through uh, Parenthood, at least the seasons that are on Netflix, because you have to wait, like, a, a season or, it's a season or two behind um, for shows that are on cable. Um, but, uh, like, I watch Parenthood, and that's way too emotional for him. He does not like character development like that. <laughs> um, he's just not into it. But the times that we have watched together, he has been a little bit touched because... There are kids with special needs. It's very realistic. Love, love, love Parenthood. But I watch Parenthood by myself. He watches all of his um, fix, fix It shows. I call them Fix It shows. Uh, like uh, Property Brothers and um, House Hunters. Ugh, I hate House Hunters. That makes me want to like... Uh, anyway, I find other things to occupy my time. Um uh, anyway, uh, so we have shows that we watch apart and then friends is the one right now that we're watching together, um, that we watch after the kids go to bed. So like we'll watch two or three episodes and then we'll go to bed. Um, but, uh, we are to the place where Joey, uh, Oh, maybe you think everybody, I mean, it's, I'm going to go ahead and spoil it. It's, if it's so, been that many years, it's so true. Spoiler okay. alerts are kind of over. Yeah. So point. just plug your ears for a second. Um, because Joey, uh, just told Rachel how he felt about her and she was like, not so much. And <laughs> it kind of broke my heart for Joey because 
I have been where Joey is. You know, <laughs> rejection is a thing. And so, um, but uh, sometimes I love it. Like some episodes I find hilarious. And then some episodes I'm like, okay, I'm going to look at my phone and, you know, read an article or something instead. Um, so I'm kind of, same way with like uh, some other shows, like I started to watch and then Seth would get really into it. And then I would be like, I'm bored, you know? Um, so it takes something to hold my attention. What about, um, so you love Friends, you're working through it again. Okay, what's a, what's like one of your favorite episodes that you love? Jeez, oh, I don't know. I love, the part of the show, I love the relationship. Okay, I, I don't know how far you've gotten. I'm good. Go um, ahead. Spoiler alert again. The relationship between Monica and Chandler. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. That's been going on for a long time. Cracks me up. They are hilarious together. Um, We, you know, we don't, you know, enforce their lifestyle by any means, but um, it's a lot of fun to watch. And uh, Chandler is probably my favorite character. I think he is... He is so uh, funny, and I love his facial expressions. Um, I think that um, if if Chandler was actually a real person and a Christian, he would be the funniest preacher on earth. Um, I know that people probably think I'm weird for like thinking about stuff like that, but I just do. Um, so, uh, who's your least favorite friend? Ross. Okay, me too. I think he's so lame, <laughs> he's and I so cannot whiny. believe he's so. Hi. I, I know, I know, I know. Okay, so, so we're funny. Ross haters, um, and you can mail, you can send all of your mean emails about us being Ross haters to Megan, okay? Um, <laughs> so, what else, anything else that you love? Okay, so in honor of your family, I just watched the movie The A-Team this summer for the first time. <laughs> Absolutely loved it. I really did. I, I suppose great. everyone knows, probably, that this listening, everyone that cares to listen to this, knows that, you know, our family, we call it the A-Team, like Alexander. And uh, so, yeah, uh, was the one the original one or the one with, like, Bradley Cooper? The newer one. The newer one. The okay. One with like, yeah. Seth and I watched that. We were in Indianapolis. We had, like, done a getaway weekend up there. It was probably before we adopted the kids when they were still in foster care. Um, it was probably, um, like, a respite weekend that we took. I don't even remember why we were in Indy. But I remember we got upgraded to this really sweet hotel room because we walked into the Hyatt and somebody had left their bag there and I thought someone was still in there. So we went downstairs and the concierge was like, oh, well, I'll put you in a nicer room. Let me tell you what, that was the swankiest hotel room I have ever been in and probably ever will be in. Um, <laughs> but uh, we watched it that night and we thought it was pretty good. I mean, a lot of action and are, were you into it or not so much? I actually, I really like action movies like that. I don't like a whole lot of like gory nastiness. Uh-huh. So I really enjoyed like just the action. And my, my thought process went to, hmm, I wonder which one in your family is Murdoch. <laughs> Now, uh, is that the kamikaze one? That's the crazy one that tried to crash the air- helicopter. Yes, that, um, I can tell you exactly who that was, and that is Tyler Ryan Thomas Alexander, um, our five-year-old son. He is the kamikaze of the family, and he likes crashing into things because he has sensory processing disorder, so he's forever doing that. It's to- He's totally Murdoch, so you can feel free to call him that. Um, he is the cutest little Murdoch that ever lived, but for sure it'd be Tyler, I think. I forgot about that because actually I think Seth and I were trying to identify different characters. <laughs> and, uh, um, of course I was like the reporter girl and then, um, Seth is like Liam Neeson, the yeah. one who's like, uh, what's his name? Gosh. Hannibal. Yeah, Hannibal. And he's like, I love it when a plan comes together. together. And yes. that would be the that exact so phrase that, that Seth so would sad. use for, for anything. For those of you that don't know my husband, <laughs> very, very administrative, uh, very analytical. Um, he, uh, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail for him. So I love that about him. Gosh, people who are nuts like me need somebody like him. Amen to that. Um, so, uh, anyway, that's funny that you, you tried to pinpoint who was who in our family too. Um, okay. So some, one show that we have in common because, well, two shows that we have in common last time, uh, our families were together. Uh, your mom invited us over us and the kids, which like hardly ever happens. It was so awesome. Um, and we had dinner and, uh, your mom made like huge bread and we watched, uh, the, uh, pilot episode of, uh, your 
What's the name of it? Your Big Family Renovation. Your Big Family Renovation. Yeah. And, of course, that's Jen Hatmaker's show. We love Jen Hatmaker. Jen Hatmaker stayed at your house. That is, like... Famous by like, association. I think so, too. <laughs> um, uh, when we... And she came the second year of the conference that I helped plan Light Bears. And uh, she came the second year. And I was already fangirling her. And this was, like, before the TV show and and all that and uh she uh is so gracious she is one of those uh speakers that you wish everyone was like because she said to us i know that your budget is kind of small so i'm happy to stay with another family in the spirit of the early church and i think that that's really uh beautiful and uh it's so interesting because uh the first home that i thought of was or that we i don't even remember who it was but she came to your house because your mom is just the queen of hospitality and you guys are so much fun. But, um, so we all gathered together and, um, your brother and sister, uh, entertained our kids so that we could sit down and watch a whole TV show, which is so rare. Um, and so we loved that one. And then tell them, uh, tell everybody about the other one that we love. American Bible. Uh, What's it yeah. called? American, American Bible, Bible Challenge. Challenge. Yeah. The, it's a game show, the game show, right, with Jeff Foxworth? Yeah, is it even still on? We were I discussing know. this a while back. I really don't know if they have any new episodes coming up. I know Jeff Foxworthy's working with uh, Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader again. So oh. maybe they're not doing that anymore. I really don't know. I mean, and that would be a shame if they took that off the air because... Um, we were going to uh, be uh, the homegirls, remember? Yes. We were going to get our team to... I actually oh did go online to see if I could apply. Did you really? Um, I think I might have too. Fun. Yeah. Great minds. That's all I can say. I feel like we could really do some damage. But um, Seth was really upset, I think, because we wanted to call ourselves the homegirls. And then we were going to give the money to stand up uh, the foundation that we do to help foster kids. Um Anyway, uh, we're going to call ourselves the home girls, like helping kids find a, um, a, a security and stability in their home. And we thought that was so catchy. And uh, anyway, we felt like we could really own that. So maybe someday, if you're listening, pick us. Um, <laughs> but that's such a fun, clean show. There's very few clean shows that are on anymore. Um, do you have any other favorites? Movies right now. Music, um, TV, anything like that. I'm loving for King Country right now. Oh I think, my gosh! I yes. think their new CD. I think they won like three awards at the K-Love Awards this year for their new CD. They're so entertaining. They were on like Leno or one of the one of the one of the evening. Really? Like, yeah, it wasn't Fallon. I think it was Leno. Um, they were on his show like last year sometime. They're just incredible live. Very talented. What's your favorite song by them? Jeez, oh, I don't know. Hard to pick one. Huh? So good. Right now, it's probably that Oh God Forgive Us song. Okay, I haven't heard that one. It's a slower one, but I love the end of it when they talk about because their CD is Run Wild, Live Free, Love Strong. Ooh, yeah. And they basically give their definitions for each one of those little phrases and I loved it so much that I painted them on canvas and they're going up on my wall when I get back to college because it's just where God has got me in my life right now. Okay. Just, we'll have to post a, um, a link to that in the Facebook comments. Uh, so everybody can go listen to that. Um, I love them. I think they're so talented. Uh, I probably... I think we've talked about them before, but um, they're Rebecca St. James's little brothers. So, like, my old generation of listening to music and now your generation have collided because um, I used to listen to Rebecca St. James. She was, you know, singing about Wait For Me, and uh, I didn't, like, she wasn't my favorite, but I listened to her some, and she was really popular uh, when, when I was your age and younger, and so... Um, so it's now it's cool that you're listening to your brothers, but they are so talented. They're some of the best songwriters out there. Um, just a side note on that song. If you want to hear them give the definitions, there's like this 30 minute pause of like absolutely no music. Okay. So you have to keep listening because it really threw me for a while. Cause I was <laughs> like, wait, this is like not, no, nothing's playing. But the song isn't over. What's going on? So, if so you, it was like a hidden track. Yeah. It's really, That's totally still something. Like, I didn't even know that that was still happening. Yeah. Hidden so track. It, yeah. So you Gosh, have to like, wait like, like 30 seconds like, before it starts playing soft music and then they say it. But 
That is so cool. Um, I love um, I love Shoulders right now. Yes. That's such a great, great song. And then um, Fix My Eyes, of course, uh, which is like their the two singles that have been out. Um, uh, Martha, my good friend, uh, sang that at um, a Women's Connection event that we went to and just killed it dead. I was like, gosh, they need a female vocal on that. It was so good. But the, such a powerful powerful lyric live um like i'm not scared um take time for another live life for your breath i mean just i'm messing them up but you know it's just such a powerful lyric love love them love their music love watching them live they're so much fun okay um so let's shift gears a little bit and um let's talk about something that's unique and kind of interesting um, about us and our friendship, um, some people in the church, um, in fact, Seth preached about this, not last, not this last Sunday, but this Sunday before he was talking about the importance of mentor, mentoring relationships in, in the family of God, in the church community and how vital they are to discipleship and growth. Let's, um, I want to hear you not because I want you to say nice things about me because I'm definitely far from being good at this, but let's just talk about how this sort of grew into something and then maybe try to help people have an idea of where to start with this. Like if you're looking for a mentor or if you're looking to mentor someone, um, something that Seth said was you need, uh, you need to be a Paul and you need to have a Paul, um, meaning, so you need a Timothy to bring along in the faith and then you need a, a, a Paul to be mentoring you. And I thought that was a great, um, sort of, uh, analogy for it, sort of word picture for it. So, um, let's just talk about that for a second. So, I mean, I don't really, I've thought about this and I really can't pinpoint like a I time, have two. That's so weird. Like a time when we actually started this, like when we decided, hey, this is going to happen. Yeah, like, I mean, so it was very organic. It really was. And like when I first, I first, I think my mom introduced me to you. Like I, I was actually looking back on Facebook Messenger, and I think the first time I met you was at a heart to heart banquet. And my mom was like, "Here, you need to come meet this girl oh named Lauren." Gosh. And I was, and I, I think, okay. So heart to heart, just a side note, is a uh, is a crisis pregnancy center that. Um, uh, your mom Kim is involved in, and uh, she does. Does she still she do does the books? books. Yeah. yeah, she does. I told you, accountants—they're gifted at a lot of things that I'm not gifted at. So, um, but anyway, Heart to Heart has a yearly banquet, and your mom actually invited us the first year uh, to come and learn and uh, support that ministry. So, so yeah. I, so I think I had messaged you afterwards on Facebook and been like, "Hey, it was really nice to meet you." And, I think we really kind of got close on that mission trip to Kentucky. That was so key. And you were just such an encouragement to me and such a breath of fresh air to see. Um, We had several students on that trip that just loved Jesus so much. I mean, I have never seen a group of kids who were more in love with God than um, the kids, we, we went on a mission trip to Kentucky. That That is for another podcast. But, uh, <laughs> that could take Learned a, a lot of lessons, didn't we? Oh, yeah. uh, anyway, oh, yeah. so that was really important to uh, yeah. what God was doing in, in us to create this really unique friendship. Which, and then I mean, I think the whole mentoring thing. Okay, for those of you who are thinking about starting a mentoring relationship, you really don't have to start like this because this was super unorthodox. But I'm pretty sure our relationship started with her and her husband being relationship mentors to me and my now, well, we're exes now, but my then boyfriend. Uh-huh. My boyfriend and I were both really good friends with Lauren and Seth, and we were both on that mission trip. And when we decided we were going to date, he brought up and he was like, well, hey, why don't we have Lauren and Seth be our mentors? Oh, my gosh. I didn't even remember that. Yeah. Well, I remember going places with you guys, but it just sort of um, kind of, I mean, it really did grow out of you guys' desire to have people be overseers in your yeah. life. Overseers such a strong hateful sounding word, but, um, sort of reminds me of like slavery. Um, <laughs> that's not the word that I was looking for, but just people to come alongside you. And that's what you wanted. Um, you were looking for that and, yeah. um, gosh, I'm so grateful because you've taught me far more than I could ever teach you. And, um, 
but anyway, so we started, uh, you guys started just visiting the house and then you started visiting on your own. Yeah. And, um, we started having some opportunities to, uh, to, um, do some ministry together. Um, definitely saw some gifts in you. We're very similar personality wise. And we actually even kind of look alike. Yeah, we get called sisters a lot. Yeah. Um, I think, I honestly... I haven't gotten mother yet, but I'm sure that's coming. <laughs> now, wait a second. <laughs> Did Who, someone ask no. you if I was your mom? Oh, gosh. I'm only 30, people. I, I don't know. Apparently, I need to use some cold cream on my face. No, I don't think yes, but... Um, no, I was thinking about one of the times when I think we confused someone the most. Uh-huh. It was when... I was right before I moved off to college, and it was you and me and Elijah and Ty Ty. Oh my gosh. And we all went to the Mexican restaurant on 6th Street, La Fiesta. Mm. And one of the waiters there, his name is Max, he used to work for my family on our farm. Okay. And so he knows my family. He's one of the amigos. Yes. (laughs) So he he knows my family whenever we come, because we go in there all the time, my parents and me and my two siblings. And he knows our family. And so I walked in with you. Mm-hmm. I was holding Elijah. And I think we confused him so much. Because he looks at me and he goes, your baby? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no. And he points at you and he goes, your sister? I'm like, no. <laughs> like, he thinks I have some secret family on the side, aside from my own. I was like, I'm pretty sure we just confused, just confused the heck out of that guy. I felt so bad. I was like, sorry, Max. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> what is the dynamic here? Have you ever been in a place and you're looking at, like, people that are happening and you're like, what is the dynamic here? I'm unsure. Yeah. So, I need to, like see my way out. Um, okay. So there's a big sign right now that we're passing and it says Berea evangelistic church. I feel like that is like a, that is like a, a, uh, you know, uh, what do they call it when you like, it's very repetitive because aren't all churches supposed to be, that would be the hope. But anyway, um, that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. But, uh, so let's talk about some of the things that we do, um, to like, just, you know, have this situation where we are, I mean, you offer, I feel like you offer so much more to me than I give to you, but let's talk about, we're very intentional. That's first thing, yes, or at least I try to be, I have four kids. Yeah. So sometimes it's hard. And Megan, you are extremely good at, um, adapting to my situation. Um, and I think that that's going to be something that if you're, uh, if you're a, a younger person that wants to be mentored by someone with a family and, you know, maybe not every mom has four kids that are like running around while you're trying to talk. But, um, if you, it has to be a priority for you and you have definitely made it that, and you've made it easier for me to be able to, um, I'm not good at it, but just to like try to encourage you in the faith and try to help you grow. You've made it easy for me to do that. If, if I had to constantly call you and you've actually been in some mentor relationships that were a little more challenging, <laughs> deep sigh, yeah. um, uh, because the people maybe didn't want it, you know? And so I think it has to be the right fit that, um, you were praying and I was praying for God to just sort of bring us people, you know, into our lives that needed to be there. And God did that. But we also have this responsibility to be faithful. Um, I know it's not easy for you to come over and be overwhelmed. So, I mean, just speak to, uh, maybe someone who's listening that's, um, you know, wanting a mentor, no matter how old they are, what kind of advice would you give to them? Well, you know, and as Lauren's like telling me all this, like, you know, oh, you've made it easier. I'm like, you know, it's, it's the other way too, because she, I mean, Lauren, you have, I, I mean, she, you've made time for me. That's the thing. I just, I remember, I'll never forget. And her husband is great as well. Like yeah, very, really very willing. One of my, one of my very vivid memories of, um, one time when Lauren just really, really made a big impact by just, I mean, she was just listening for on honestly. And 
Um, it was right after um, I'd gone through a really nasty breakup with that guy that they had met, that her and her husband had mentored me, mentored us, and I was a wreck. And I came over to their house. She was probably a week off of having a C-section, <laughs> and I looked a, rough. I looked had rough. a, I felt rough, <laughs> <laughs> but I had snacks, so it was okay. <laughs> had a week old baby in the house. You were actually a sight for sore eyes because I was like, ugh, it was a bad, it was, it was hard after he was born. So I was actually really glad to see you. You gave me something to do and to get my mind off. I was having some trouble nursing and things like that. You just sort of got my mind off of it. It was such a mutual thing, but you have really um, shown your desire to grow in the Lord by, by wanting people in your life to challenge you and hopefully in some measure encourage you and um, I just really I, I could not stress more how important it is in the body of Christ to have these friendships and I have to tell you that this all started because your mom took an interest in me and knew that I was struggling trying to raise three little at that time three little kids under the age of you know five she saw how hard it was for us to go from zero to three kids and just had mercy on me and mentored me as a mom. And so the coolest part of the story is, you know, your mom mentored me and I'm hopefully offering you something some days. Um, and then you have had a burden on your heart for our oldest daughter, Tabby. And so you take her, oh, I could cry talking about this. You can take, you take her places and, um, say things to her that I could not say to you and hopefully the stuff that maybe you wouldn't want to hear from your mom but your mom would say I can say to you and um, especially women these relationships are so key for us and it's key for our kids to have somebody else to go to some moms don't like that but that is my favorite because as I am um, you know as I am bringing uh, Megan more and more into Tabby's life and as Megan is, is making intentional efforts to be in Tabby's life, she can say things to Tabby that I can't say and elicit a, a better response. Um, and so I'm so glad that Tabby has somebody like you to go to because she's not going to want to talk to me about some things and that is okay. And we have an especially interesting relationship because of, of you know, uh, some of our kids' uh, past and, and uh, mom-child mom relationship especially mom-daughter relationships can be difficult to navigate anyway. And so I'm really grateful for her to have someone like you to come to um, because I know that you're going to tell her what God's Word says. I know that you're, gonna, you're going to be able to speak things to her that I could never speak. And she, even if I spoke, which I will, even when I speak them, she's not going to receive them like she's going to receive them from you. And so that's one thing. Um, and uh, another thing is invest a little time, invest a little money, You've invested in me, too. Um, she's great at just surprising. You're great at surprising me with gifts and and uh, encouraging me in that way. And uh, you've been a real joy um, to our lives. And um, sometimes you help us, uh, you know, if we need a sitter. And, and uh, we just have that. We can count on each other relationship. And so to get to take this trip with you is so fun. To get to do this, like, little... I don't know what you want to call it. Speaking of, what are we going to name this thing? Okay, because I want it to be a podcast, but I have yet to figure out exactly how to put it on iTunes. So I can't really call it a podcast yet because it's just going on Facebook and maybe Twitter right now. Um, but uh, what what what's a fun like name of you know uh, something whatever this is? <laughs> so generic. <laughs> So basic. Isn't that what they say nowadays? Basic. basic. I don't know. Okay. Um, so I was thinking like conversations, but that sounds so NPR. <laughs> Do you have any thoughts? I really honestly don't know. I'm not good at like coming up with catchy names for things. Like honestly, really me either. <laughs> like honestly, when I try to like go speak places and try to come up with like sermon titles, I'm like, dang it. 
brain work? Like, I don't know. Sermon titles are by far the worst. Ugh. Oh, my. Oh, Because they're supposed to be catchy, and I'm like, don't do catchy. Somebody asked me the other day uh, what, what scripture I was going to use, and I told him, and then I was like, do you need a title? And I <laughs> breathed this sigh of relief, and they were like, no. I was like, oh, okay, good, because I can't come up with anything. So, to be continued on the name, uh, I'm going to work in Titus Andromeda. You are so very cosmopolitan. <laughs> but I feel like that might send the wrong message because, yeah, that's not what this is about. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I love that phrase. Uh, <laughs> unbreakable. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, now you know what else I've been watching on Netflix. Uh, might be bad that I confess that. Anyway, uh, what else? Okay. Let's talk about, um, oh my gosh. Okay. Two things that we forgot to mention, um, that is, that are happening in the TV world. Let's bring it back up again. Um, can we just say Fuller House? Yes. Even to that. God on high has heard our prayers, my friend. (laughs) Okay. Favorite character on the old Full House? Oh geez. That's a tough one. I don't know. Right? Right? Can I say, like, my favorite relationship? Okay, yes. Jesse and Michelle. Jesse and Michelle. You got it, dude. I love their whole dynamic. It's mm-hmm. so adorable. It is. I seriously, I do not cry at television or movies or anything, but when Jesse almost moved out, I, oh like, my gosh. lost it. Yes. I lost it. I was like, I can't, can't move. You yes. know that everybody is, like, <laughs> crying right now listening because oh. they all remember that episode. Like, I can't, I can't move. <laughs> well, and do you remember when um, Stephanie, uh, was it Stephanie that gave him the rabbit, uh, the framed yes. rabbit? Oh, my. Okay. Oh. All the emotions. Yes. All, all of them. And then, um, if every word I said could make you laugh, I'd talk forever. Yes. Thank you so much. Oh my goodness. Oh, that music. We just took people back. Yes. Okay, so Fuller House is coming out on Netflix. If you don't have Netflix, that is just like one more reason. Okay, because they have so many shows. Now, a lot of them are inappropriate. I would never recommend them, but there are a few of them that are pretty interesting and fun. And uh, they make. they make shows specifically for Netflix, and then they have a lot of product placement. Seth and I were talking about how they make the money off of these um, because you don't have the advertising. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the advertising market is changing because people fast-forward through commercials all the time anyway. And so you see a lot of product placement on those uh, Netflix uh, shows, but there's no commercials. So it makes me think about the German show. We watched that movie with yeah, Jim Carrey. Uh, I'm familiar all the product with placements. Exactly. Oh, so, uh, anyway, so that's... Um, and then uh, the other thing that you told me, it's, is it coming to Netflix or is it just coming to I the world? I think it's just coming to the world. Oh I really gosh. don't know. Okay. I hope this wasn't like a joke, but I was going through Facebook the other day and there was this article that had a picture of... Drum roll, please. Ashley <laughs> Zac Efron, Vanessa Hudgens, and Corbin Blue doing a High School Musical 4. Just yes. Yeah. My kids just now started watching uh, the Teen Beach movie and High School Musical and... Um, and all of those shows, like I try to get them to watch Camp Rock because that one's my personal favorite. I uh, do like Camp Rock. Thanks to my nieces, uh, loved me some Camp Rock. Uh, it was Demi Lovato before fame hit her in the face. Poor thing, uh, she's rough. Um, anyway, Jonas Brothers, but uh, High School Musical. Actually, Tabby and Ty were watching that yesterday. Um, I believe they were watching the second one on Netflix, um, and. Uh, so they're coming out with number four. Yeah, so it's supposed to be some, like, kind of like a... T- like, they come back to East High for, like, a 10-year high school reunion or something. Although, honestly, if I'm completely honest, in the third one, Corbin, Corbin Blue kind of looked like he was coming back for the 10-year high school reunion already. <laughs> I mean, really? <laughs> That's awesome. The guy, he didn't look like he was... The other ones could pass for high school. He did not. He looked like he was, like... 30. 30, okay. which he probably was. 30 is the new 20, I hear. So there you go. Yeah. Um, that's really hilarious because all I could think of in my mind was, and this is going to sound like so <laughs> unloving, but, you know, they're all child stars, and child stars have some things in common. 
Um, and so I was just hoping they didn't all come back looking old and strung out because so, the struggle is real in Hollywood. It really is. I feel bad for them. Yeah. I mean, I should Which, make fun of that. Okay. But. In all seriousness, I've always wondered, this is so random, but talking about Full House, why was every little child star in TV shows like that a twin? Huh. Michelle was a twin. Um, Little House on the Prairie, the little girl. Oh, really? Was a See, twin. I'm not into the prairie thing. Oh, no. my mother was. Oh, I, my. She got me into it. Bless her. Because it's clean and nice, but not yeah. into it. Okay. Actually, I kind of Too many people it. get sick and, like, get yeah, coyote bites. My and dad's like, like my dad always is like, I would never want to live in Walnut Grove unless you're, <laughs> unless you're Charles, unless you're in Ingalls, because then everybody, well, even the Ingalls aren't safe. They have trials, too. <laughs> they yes. die, too. It's just a, just a little snippet of life. Um, but, uh, it's funny that you say that because we always talk about Murder, She Wrote. That is a guilty pleasure on Netflix for me. Uh, and it's like before your time, but uh, it's a show about a mystery writer that goes around and solves all these mysteries. Oh. And um, her name's J.B. Fletcher, and it's like obvious who done it. And it's like old 80s and 90s TV, but it's really, I just love her. I love J.B. Fletcher. There I said it. Um, <laughs> and uh, we always talk about how, like, eventually this police would get suspicious for her because in every episode someone that she is just meeting or known for a long time they they get killed off and you're like okay jb someday it's gonna be unfurled that um or uncovered maybe that um you know jb fletcher was really a serial killer (laughs) um and speaking of uh oh my uh, speaking of, uh, I love me some Dateline and 48 Hours. I love crime shows. And people, I think Seth thinks I'm weird because I like those. Do you like them? I watch NCIS, like, religiously. Now, he loves NCIS but hates, like, true crime. Like, I like true crime shows. Really? So, I was talking to my friend Debbie Stidham the other day, and she was talking about how much she loves them, too, and how, like, what is we used to think we were weird. And I was like, why do I love these so much? And she said, Lauren, it's justice in an hour. You can never get that in real life. <laughs> Amen. And I was like, that is so profound. That is so there you go. Uh, Dateline. Justice in an hour. Lots of old episodes on YouTube that you can watch for free if you have Wi-Fi in your house. Oh, I felt the happiest day of my life when I figured out, like, half the Kim Possible episodes were on YouTube. <laughs> Kim Possible! <laughs> yes! We used to call uh, the kids naked mole rats when they got out of the bathtub because oh they'd gosh. be all wrinkly. <laughs> Remember the naked mole rap? No, I don't remember you that. Kidding? Can you do oh, it? No, I don't know it all, uh, but it was great. Okay, perhaps that needs to go in the comment section. Yes. Okay, um, so let's talk about some bucket list things because, as you know, I am going to uh, mark one off my bucket list uh, next weekend. It is next, I think it's, yeah. oh, I guess maybe two weeks. Uh, it's the 26th and 27th, is that? That's two weeks. Okay. Right? Yeah. Well, it'll be not this weekend, but the next Okay. Week. Okay. Yeah. So, um, anyway, uh, I'm going to go see uh, Beth Moore teach live. Woo-hoo. My best friend, Beth. She and I and a couple of thousand of our closest friends are going to be hanging out uh, in Cincinnati. Actually, it's really cool because um, my best friend is going to go... Uh, my best friend from high school is going to meet is going to meet me over there. She lives in Cincinnati, so she's going to attend with me. We've never really gotten to share um, a lot of that stuff before, so I'm really excited for her to go. Her name's Jess. Um, so what are some of the things on your bucket list? You mentioned one thing to me already. Oh, I bucket list forever, like dream, has always been to go to Israel. Oh, that is so fun. Yeah, that, I don't know if it'll ever happen, but it would be really cool. There's actually, like, a summer trip that they take up at school, but, for, like, some of the ministry students, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to, ever be able to go, but, more realistic bucket list is to attend a service at Elevation Church out in North Carolina. Oh, okay, Uh, that could happen. That could happen. That could happen on your way home. I know. If you got the right person to drive you back, maybe you can beg Seth. (laughs) Anyway, <laughs> he wouldn't like me missing a Sunday, probably, um, because it's a lot of work for him when I miss. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, you listen a lot to uh, Stephen Furtick's messages online, don't yeah. you? Yeah, I really, honestly, the reason I really like him is just because they're very down-to-earth and practical mm-hmm. without being, like, what people would call, like, the good news gospel. Mm-hmm. He doesn't dress up the gospel and make it look all sugar-coated, but... He gets down to, like, the realities of life that sometimes, mm-hmm. a lot of times, 
living the gospel is hard, but it's worth it. Mm-hmm. And he just gives practical advice on how to do that in your everyday life. A lot of, a, a lot of like what Seth does. Yeah. You know, so yeah. that's, that's the kind of stuff I like to listen to because I want people to be like, okay, this is what the Bible says. Here's how to like go apply it. This mm-hmm. is what you do. Yeah. So definitely. Um, I like listening to uh, the podcast too. Um, my favorite thing about that that church is uh, their worship band. Yes. They have uh, like a couple of songs that we do at church. Um, well, probably just one at church. Uh, we do Give Me Faith. Give Me Faith to Trust What You Say. Love that. Um, then uh, I love Nothing Is Wasted. Mm, that's the one I think we might have sang at Oh church. my. Oh my. So we need to we need to put that in the notes too. Um, okay. And, uh, then unstoppable God. Oh man. So good. So good. Love that. Okay. So anything else on your bucket list, like not travel, but like other things? I don't know if you'd call it. I don't know. I haven't really thought of a lot about it. I just, Mm -hmm. I don't know. This, it was kind of funny. Like, yeah, I don't know. I haven't really thought about it a whole lot. Okay. I mean, I want to see, uh, I want to see some concerts. Okay. So Shania Twain yes. <laughs> is, I love coming, Shania Twain. is coming to, uh, Indianapolis or Indiana sometime, uh, this summer. And I was like, Sethi, you don't have to go, but my 30th birthday is coming. That would make a fantastic gift. I actually um, got to cross, I just remembered, I got to cross something off my bucket list. Oh, past, do tell. Do just tell. past spring. Um, okay, so I'm a huge fan of, like, Broadway. Sorry if you don't oh, like. Oh, sorry. I know what you're going to say. Y'all don't like musicals, but uh, I love Sorry, them. not sorry. They're I the know, best. Right? So, I, one of my favorite movies of all time is Phantom of the Opera. And, and this is so cool. Yeah, so, um, I, it came to St. Louis at the Fabulous Fox Theater, which oh that theater is so gorgeous. It is gorgeous. It really, it was, so anyways, my mom surprised me, texted me one day. She's like, so do you want to go see Phantom of the Opera in St. Louis over spring break? And I was like, is that even a question? So, so cool. So we ended up going and it was the coolest thing because you're sitting in that theater and it's so old and ornate and beautiful that you feel like you're in the theater of mm-hmm. the of opera, like the movie. And so seeing it live was phenomenal. The Phantom was actually uh, a finalist on The Voice. Oh, really? Yeah, he was amazing. Mm. I just, and the sound, the way that the walls are like made to catch the sound and it just like fills the whole room. If you don't like musicals, I don't know how to help you. It, That's amazing. what I have to say. Um, how about, uh, um, have you seen Wicked? Oh, yeah. Okay, I saw Wicked. Uh, my my best friend, Jamie, um, who had uh, went to see it a couple of times, knew that I was just desperate to see it. And so, for my birthday one year, she um, said, I'm going to take you to see Wicked. And we got dressed up and we sang along and we laughed and literally cried. Okay. I cried when she was defying gravity. Um, I cried when no one mourned the wicked. I mourned the wicked. Okay. I was into it to say the least. It was a, it was incredible. Um, there's just nothing better. I'm sorry. And even better, I'm not a big Phantom fan, so I can honestly say Wicked is my favorite. But um, there are lots of great ones. Uh, I heard uh, Gretchen Bruner is doing uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang really? this year. Yeah. Uh, the Vincent Community School Corporation um, is doing Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. And they're also doing Mary Poppins this year. Um, Seth and I were like, oh, I can't wait to take the kids. It's going to be so much fun. So... Lots of local talent. Um, also, uh, I think um, our friend Madeline Cox is going to be yes. Mary Poppins. Is she Mary Poppins? I don't know. I, I saw a picture of her, and she looked like Mary Poppins, so I'm hopeful because she is... Was it... I think it was Wizard of Oz. Oh, did... It, are they doing Wizard of Oz? This summer. Oh, okay. She was... They had Mary Poppins as their spring show. She didn't get the lead. She was one of the kids. Oh, okay. Okay. So... All right, um, but she's going to be, what? what's she doing? Oh, it's Wizard of Oz. So she was Dorothy. She was Dorothy. Okay, I'm an idiot. I'm so sorry. Yes, yeah, she was one of the kids, and I didn't make it to that show, and I, I hated didn't it. either. Sorry. I hated that I missed it because I really wanted to see her. She's one of my favorite actresses. 
Um, okay. Uh, so, favorite actresses, like, and I'm talking about, like, Hollywood, too. She's so good. She's yeah. going to be a star. She's already a star for Jesus. <laughs> right? Amen, and amen. I love that girl. Okay. Um, so, man, any other things that the world needs to know? Let's end it this way. What's the best advice that you've received lately? Not from me. Say someone, because I don't give very good advice. But get, uh, say something like a sermon or fun thing that you've heard lately that was like, wow, that's really good. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, honestly, it's been going on for a while, but I was really nervous about going to Crossroads because, you know, those people there are awesome and I'm, and they're high and their standards are very high, which is great. But I'm like a little freaked out that I'm going to like screw something up and like get in trouble or like do something that's going to get me in trouble. And, um, so I was really kind of freaked out about it the last couple days and I get Christine Kane's, uh, first things first mm-hmm. morning devotional. Gosh, I love her. Which is like, she's another one of my best oh, friends awesome. in my mind. Is that creepy? No. Because she's one of mine, too. I love her. Okay. Carry on. So. <laughs> Come over for dinner, Chris. <laughs> so, anyways, um, I love her first things first thing. Because it's, it's very, it's not real long. It's real brief. And I'm not a morning person. I wake up at, like, the last minute. So, if I can take, like, two or three minutes to read her little, like, three-paragraph morning thing to get me started, I'm, like, solid. Right there. Thank you, Christine Kane, for your short morning thing while I'm drinking my coffee. She's a fellow coffee lover. I love mm-hmm. her. I love her posts about coffee. They make me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, anyways, the last couple days have all been about, like, how, um, like, two days ago it was, if you are feeling insecure about yourself, focus on one thing, and that's Jesus. Mm. If you focus on his love, his love replaces your inadequacy. And then yesterday, which this has just been a great, a thing that God has just been pushing, like not pushing, but like showing me for like a long time was that it's okay to fail, Mm. you know, to not be like one of my favorite quotes that she's ever put, like she makes those little, the little like cute little pictures with quotes on them. Mm -hmm. One of them, I think it's something along the lines of what would you do if you weren't afraid of what other people thought, afraid to fail? Or something, something, basically, like, what would you do if you weren't afraid to fail? Mm-hmm. Or if you weren't afraid what other people thought of you? So, that's kind of my thing right now, is just putting myself out on a ledge to try to let God do what he can do, instead of only, you know, a quote by A.W. Tozer, like, you know, God wants to do the impossible, how sad that we only plan things we can do on our own. Mm-hmm. So, that's just kind of been where I'm at, like putting myself out there and I don't like to because I don't like to I mean no one likes to fail no but you know just learning that it's okay to risk and to take chances on the with the Lord behind you like you don't want to just go out and do stupid stuff but if it's something that God has called you to then it's okay to take that risk mm-hmm. um like you want to plan something so big that if God isn't in it it's gonna fail yeah and I love that I love that and I love you and yeah, I've loved talking with you and letting everyone hear um, all the stuff that's going on with you. I'm so proud of you. And uh, yeah. And just let us know what you think in the comments. And hopefully I'll figure out how to put it on iTunes soon. Uh, And uh, if you have a name for this podcast or whatever this is going to be, because this is so much greatness. I love being able to talk to my friends about stuff that matters and then um, letting my other friends hear about it. So, um, Uh, Anyway, if you have a cool name or a catchy title, please let us know. And I'll try to put some links in the comments of stuff that we talked about here. Okay, bye!